Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever the, whenever you're listening to this podcast, we welcome you to another episode of the Genius Cast. You know me, I'm Jameson, I'm the genius, getting you set for week eight. That's right, we are at the halfway point. The season is moving along, no matter how crazy this year has been. We continue to get football on a weekly basis. Hopefully it continues as the weeks move along. Uh, we're in week eight. We're going to talk about week eight. We're going to talk about what happened last night in the Thursday night matchup between the Atlanta Falcons and Carolina Panthers. That and much more on today's podcast. So we're not going to waste too much time. So before we jump into today's podcast, let's get a little housekeeping out of the way. If you've not done so already, please give us a follow. We are at Genius on Twitter, and we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore on Instagram. And our website is always www.FantasyFootballGenius.com, where winning isn't everything. It's the genius thing. If you did not listen to our podcast, yesterday or you've not followed us this week on instagram we are giving away our mastermind chat this week for free it's our halloween gift to everybody out there to the followers out there it's a crazy year we want to get back to community so we're offering our mastermind chat free this week that's right if you have any questions regarding fantasy football hit me up on instagram hit me up in the dms let me know your question i'll get back to you within 24 hours most likely will be within an hour or two that's how our mastermind chat so i'm letting everybody know how it works to see if it's something you're interested in the future um maybe you're on the fence about whether or not to to sign up for our mastermind chat. This week's is free, so take advantage of it. Uh, see if it's something you're interested in. If you have any questions, let me know on Instagram or Twitter. More than happy to answer any questions you might have uh, regarding our uh, rankings, regarding our mastermind chat. Again, our rankings are always free on the website, and I update those throughout the week. I mean, I likely have another update going up either Friday or Saturday, so definitely keep an eye on the pod on, on the rankings for the update that happened this weekend before the games hit on Sunday. But again, our mastermind chat is free this week. Week eight is free. If you have any questions, whether it be a trading, lineup construction, uh, start set, whatever it is, I will get back to you 100% of the time. That's how we handle our mastermind chat. And again, if you have any questions, hit us up on Instagram, and we are more than happy to answer any questions you might have. Let's go on and jump right on in today's podcast and talk about the game last night where we saw the Atlanta Falcons get their second victory of the night of the year um, against the Carolina Panthers. A game that I thought Carolina should have won handily. Um, I did like what I saw out of Atlanta in the passing game. Um, I like what I saw their defense holding the Carolina Panthers' offense as a whole, kind of pretty much under wraps, especially the passing game with Teddy Bridgewater and company. One thing that kind of threw me for a loop was I didn't. Um, I, I, I expect this team to kind of uh, showcase more Robbie Anderson, showcase more Mike Davis, but I didn't think that they would not go to DJ Moore much at all in the game outside of that last final drive. I think that was a mistake. I think you need to get DJ Moore involved early and often. He's a he's a phenomenal wide receiver. Can make some big plays that we saw with that deep ball yesterday on in one of those final uh, uh, drives of the game. We saw what kind of wide receiver he is, and so it, in my opinion, it was a it, it was a, a mistake for Carolina not to get DJ Moore involved more in this offense. I think moving forward, if they are going to be contenders in this division, which I likely don't see happening with Tampa Bay and New Orleans in the division, um, they do need to get DJ Moore more involved. It's going to be interesting on how they handle the Mike Davis, the Curtis Samuel situation once Christian McCaffrey does come back because I think Mike Davis has earned playing time with the way he's played the game, and we've seen what kind of player Curtis Samuel can be out of the backfield as a uh, kind of a change of pace kind of running back um, despite being a wide receiver. But we saw him uh, do a lot in college out of the running back position even though he was a a wide receiver. So I think they're going to have to find creative ways to get Mike Davis and Curtis Samuel in the game as running backs, even with Christian McCaffrey in the game. And again, I think next week is the week we see Christian McCaffrey return, which is going to be a welcome sight for the Carolina and Carolina Panther fans. They've kind of... uh, 
kind of threw everybody for a loop, and they kind of st- stood stood their ground without Christian McCaffrey. A lot of people thought with no CMC, the Panther was going to fall way out of the uh, division hunt. They've stayed with, with together. I like what they've done with this coaching staff. Last week's last night's uh, loss, I think, is going to be uh, brutal uh, in, in the standings at, at, as the season moves along. So I think Carolina, if they would have won that game, they might have had a shot at maybe kind of sneaking in to the playoff hunt. But I don't know if that's going to happen now with a loss to the Falcons. But you do have to like what you've seen out of this young Panthers offense, Panthers defense with the new coaching staff. But the Falcons do get the job done. Matt Ryan, Julio Jones. We did see Calvin Ridley get banged up, uh, exit the game with that looked like an ankle injury or a foot injury. So definitely something we want to keep an eye on moving forward with Calvin Ridley. If he is forced to miss time, it's going to take away from this offense, which is a very powerful offense. But no, not, despite the record being 2-6, and six, we know the Falcons could put up points and put up yards. And I think no Calvin Ridley is going to be a big deal if that happens. Um, Todd Gurley, I think Todd Gurley is showing that maybe uh, the knee issue it is a big deal. They're giving him a lot more rest throughout the game. Uh, missed a lot of time in the first half. Looked like they're saving him for the second half. Uh, he was my uh, lock of the lock of the night to get in the end zone. Didn't look good to start with, um, with him not playing much in the first half, but he did finally get in the end zone for that touchdown. So I uh, definitely was happy to see that. I thought Mike Davis would also get in the end zone on the other side of the ball. But again, I think that the Carolina Panthers messed up by not getting DJ Moore involved, and they should have got more involved with Mike Davis. He was running the ball very well when he did have the ball. I just think the Panthers kind of just kind of uh themselves and kind of kind of outplayed themselves trying to be a little more trickier than they should have been they should have just done what they did did best get the ball to Mike Davis get the ball to DJ Moore get the ball to Robbie Anderson Curtis Samuel they kind of went away from what in my opinion they kind of went away from everything at times in the game and the injury to Teddy Bridgewater who was forced to leave exit the game for a for a couple series wasn't great either but congratulations to the Falcons they get the job done 25 to 17 on Thursday night as we move into the Week 8 matchup this weekend, we'll start off with the Indianapolis Colts and the Detroit Lions. Both defenses uh, playing pretty decent. Indianapolis Colts being one of the better defenses on paper, but I do think there are ways to be had against this defense for the Detroit Lions. I do like Matthew Stafford and Kenny Galladay as GPP plays. Uh, I don't hate TJ Hawkinson as well as a GP, uh, GPP option despite the Colts being a very very good defense against the pass, especially against opposing tight ends, but I do like the Detroit Lions as GPP options in all in, in uh, GPP formats for large field GPPs, that is, and I think DeAndre Swift is also a player we can kind of look at maybe target as a low low owned option that might be able to kind of get a big play against the Colts as good as the Colts defense really is I think the Lions can uh, get to them at home on Sunday afternoon as for the Colts side of things I'm likely not going to touch many uh, options here maybe a little Jonathan Taylor because Detroit is bad against the rush they're very good against the pass but they are bad against the rush I have the Detroit Lions beating the Colts on Sunday afternoon next up we have the Minnesota Vikings heading to Green Bay take on the Packers Sounds like no Aaron Jones. Sounds like Dalvin Cook is uh, leaning towards playing. Is uh, at least is uh, leaning the direction of playing. So I think if there, if there is no Aaron Jones, which it looks like there's not going to be Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams becomes a, phenom- a phenomenal play again in, in this offense. I think we can also look at the A.J. Dillon as a uh, maybe a, a GPP play over on FanDuel, who is, is a half PPR league. I, I don't like him in full PPR leagues for GPPs, but I do like him in the, um, like FanDuel GPPs for A.J. Dillon as, a, as an option um, if, you're, if you're playing multiple lineups. Uh, but Jamal Williams can be f- a phenomenal option in all formats if there is no Aaron Jones. Dalvin Cook obviously in play if he can go against 
against a very bad uh, rush defense for Green, uh, Green Bay. That's going to affect a- Alexander Madison. Uh, what looked to be a smash spot uh, prior to the to the uh, bye week for the Minnesota Vikings did not look very well in place of Delvin Cook, but I still think we're going to see a little more Madison than maybe th- people think. So I think Madison is is a fine GPP option if you're like if, if you're playing multiple lineups. I do like Madison as a GPP option this Sunday. As for the passing game, I think Kirk Cousins to Adam Thielen to Justin Jefferson are fine options. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae, uh, Devontae Adams, obviously one of the better GPP plays combos in the, uh, in, on, on the weekend. Uh, Rodgers to Adams is one of my favorite plays, and I don't hate the idea of adding a Tanyan to that stack as well. And if we do get um, uh, maybe a little Marquez Valens-Scantling, if he's able to get loose against a secondary for Minnesota, I don't hate that idea as well. But for me, it's Rodgers, it's Devontae Adams, it's Jamal Williams if there's no uh, Aaron Jones. It's Dalvin Cook and it's Adam Thielen. That's the way I'm looking at this situation for the Green Bay and Minnesota game. Give me the Packers over the Vikings on Sunday afternoon. Next up, we have the defensive battle between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. This game can go a different, a couple different ways. Obviously, we've seen defensive struggles for Pittsburgh and Baltimore in years past. We've also seen kind of this both offenses kind of having a, a, a somewhat of a shootout. I think it's going to be in between. I don't, I don't see a defensive struggle um, kind of football game where it's like a, a an old school AFC North type of battle between the two teams. I do think there there is going to be some offense to be had in the game on Sunday, but I don't think it's going to be a shootout between Pittsburgh and Baltimore as well. I do like Big Ben and two of his wide receivers in GPP plays. I think they're uh, uh, very much in play, very much in, in, in play to have a big game. Um, I, I don't, I, I'm, not, I'm not likely going to go triple stack or maybe adding James Conner in that stack. I do like the two wide receivers with Ben Roethlisberger. I don't like triple stack or James Conner in that matchup. I prefer... Deontay Johnson over Juju Smith-Schuster over Chase Claypool, in my opinion. I don't hate the idea of maybe uh, going uh, one of the one of the receivers and maybe a Eric Ebron as well if you want to be a little more different in GPPs. As for the Baltimore side of things, you can obviously play Lamar Jackson anytime. Uh, doesn't matter who the defense is. Lamar Jackson can get there with his legs, so I think he's in play at all in all formats at all times. Um, I'm not going to touch the running back situation in, in, in uh, Baltimore. If I'm choosing this week, I'm, it's likely going to be Gus Edwards over J.K. Dobbins for me, but I think long-term I still do prefer Dobbins over Edwards, but I'm likely not going to touch either this week. I just don't like the running back situation in Baltimore. And I'm likely not going to touch James Conner as well for Pittsburgh on that side as well. I think Mark has, Marquise Brown might get a little uh, more ownership than maybe he should. I don't hate him, but I don't think he's a, a, a lock play as well. I do like Mark Andrews quite a bit against a very good Pittsburgh defense, but I think they're uh, going to try to get Mark Andrews going early and often, and I think if they do pepper him with, with, uh, with targets, he will get there. He'll reach value um, as one of the better options at tight end. I have the Baltimore Ravens edging out the Steelers in somewhat of a high-scoring game. Not a shootout, but it is going to be a fairly high-scoring game. I have Baltimore over Pittsburgh on Sunday afternoon. Next up, next up is one of my favorite games to target. I do like Tennessee at Cincinnati. I think this game has a potential to be a, a true shootout type of matchup. I like Ryan Tannehill. I like A.J. Brown. I like Jonu Smith to bounce back from a couple bad weeks. Uh, a couple weeks ago he got injured. Last week it looked like he was maybe a, a, a little uh, uh, banged up from the injury. I think this week he kind of gets back on track against a, uh, the worst rut, uh, pass defense against opposing tight ends in Cincinnati. I do like Johnny Smith quite a bit this weekend, and I do like A.J. Brown, as I talked about as well. As for Cincinnati side of things, 
Sounds like Joe Mixon is not going to go. So that makes Giovanni Bernard a fine option as well. It's going to be between Bernard and Jamal Williams. Again, as value options, I prefer Jamal Williams over Bernard like I did last week, but I don't hate either option in all formats this week as well because it sounds like Mixon and Aaron Jones are both going to be out. That makes both players very fine value plays. Um, as for the passing game, we've seen what kind of player Joe Burrow is. We've seen that he is a the real deal in this, in this league. Yes, he is going to have rookie mistakes. Yes, he is going to show his rookie colors, but I think we're also showing that he is an elite talent. I like Tyler Boyd over T. Higgins over A.J. Green, but I think all three are in play. Um, and, and we're starting to see A.J. Green have more of an impact. I, I would wish, kind of wish they would kind of go a little more Boyd and Higgins instead of the A.J. AJ Green, but I definitely think that um, all three are in play. But I prefer Boyd over Higgins, and I'm likely not going to have too many shares of A.J. Green, in my opinion. But I do like a lot of options in this game. Derrick Henry is one of my favorite running backs on the weekend. Obviously, he has 200-plus yard uh, upside any given week, and we are getting closer and closer to November. That's right. We will be in November come Sunday, uh, so we know November is the Derrick Henry month to begin. So I do think Henry has a fine game against the Cincinnati defense. Give me the Titans over the Bengals on Sunday afternoon. Next up, in my opinion, one of the kind of a kind of a boring game in, in, in my eyes. There there are some options to be had in this game. I'm likely not going to touch much in this offense for the Vegas uh, Raiders and the Cleveland Browns. Noah Odell Beckham should open up things for uh, Jarvis Landry, and we also see that Rashad Higgins is going to be more involved in the passing game as well. So he's one of the better waiver wire pickups in all formats this last uh, during the waiver wire. But for me, I think it's going to be all about uh, Josh Jacobs and Kareem Hunt. I, th- I think those are the way that I'm going to go and attack this game. I might, I might look at Cleveland's defense um, in D- DFS as well. But I think it's going to be the ground game for both uh, Cleveland and Vegas. If I am touching anything on either one of these teams, it's Hunt and it's Jacobs, and that's likely all I'm going to go. I don't think um, – it's not a horrible thing to go Baker Mayfield in one or two of his pass catchers. Maybe go with the tight ends. We saw a big game out of Harrison Bryant and, and David Njoku with Austin Hooper. But for me, I think it's all about the ground game for both Vegas and Browns. And I'm likely not going to really have much um, out of the ground game in Anyways, so I'm likely going to fade the game as a well. But if you are looking for a play, getting a little long-winded about this game, it is the ground game for both Vegas and the Browns. I have the Browns over the Vegas Raiders on Sunday afternoon. That was a lot of talking for a game I'm not very interested in. Next up, we have the New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Buffalo, the defense for Buffalo, I thought coming into the season would be a very good defense, one of the better defenses in the league. They are not that. They are one of the worst defenses in football. They're giving a lot of points, a lot of yards, a lot of everything to opposing uh, opposing offenses. I'm just not sold on New England doing anything this year. I think all of the Patriots are all off my limits. Um, I'm not going to start them in any formats if I don't have to. I think this team is a mess on both sides of the ball. The Patriots might be looking to tank. Uh, we just don't know about the New England. Are they trying to tank to get a higher draft pick? What are they doing over there? A lot of stuff going on with New England. I'm going to keep them as a uh, uh a full fade, in my opinion. But I absolutely love me some Buffalo Bills. Uh, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. I think we can start looking Zach Moss's way. I think uh, we're, we're seeing Devin Singletary not have those big games for the Bills' uh, ground game. I do think Zach Moss is eventually going to get more and more involved in this offense, maybe eat into the Singletary touches. He's already started to do that. So I do like Zach Moss moving forward. Don't know if I can pull the trigger just yet with Moss, but he's definitely on my radar. For me, it's Josh Allen. It's Stephon Diggs. It's Cole Beasley. Um, if John Brown can go, it's John Brown. 
And I do like the Buffalo D as well. Maybe to have a little bounce back against the Patriots. Horrendous offense right now. This offense is not looking good. So I do think the Bills can get there on defense. But it's kind of scary going with the defense that's getting plenty of points, plenty of yards and fast. I have the Bills winning handily over the Patriots on Sunday afternoon. Next up. Uh, not much to talk about the Jets and the Chiefs. This game is going to be all the Chiefs. You have a Chief, go ahead and start anybody and all of them. They're all going to be in play. Remember, this is also a revenge game for Le- Le'Veon Bill, so I can see Bell having a monster game against the Jets just to kind of stick it to him. So I do want plenty of exposure of Bell in all formats, especially GPPs. I think this is a game we could see him kind of absolutely go absolute bonkers against the Jets. So I do like Le'Veon Bell over CEH this week just as a gut call, but I think all parties involved with Kansas City are all in play. Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, CEH, Le'Veon Bell, uh, McCole Hardman, you named the player. I think they're all in play. I have the Chiefs winning handily and big over the Jets on Sunday afternoon. Give me the Chiefs big time on Sunday. Next up, we have the debut of Tua at quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. First test is Aaron Donald and the Rams. Not a great test to have for your first start of the year. I think it might be a little tough uh, this weekend for Miami, so I'm likely not going to be touching any of the offensive players, but I definitely want to see what kind of uh, a player Tua is, especially if against a really good defense, in my opinion, of the Rams, especially their front seven. I do like uh, Aaron Donald to kind of get maybe a couple sacks in this game, but I want to see what kind of player Tua is, so I, so I am going to have a lot of in, invested interest in this game, but not likely going to have a lot of interest in terms of fantasy production for the Miami side the side of the ball. As for the Rams, unfortunately, it's time to get rid of Cam Akers. If you're an owner of Cam Akers, he is a complete draw for me. I don't know what is going on with the Rams. I don't know if it's practice time. I don't know what it is, but he is not getting the looks in games. Um, despite the coach talking a couple weeks ago, talking about he was going to be involved, he has not been involved the last couple weeks. So Akers is no longer in my wheelhouse of, of taking a shot on him. He is a uh, drop in all formats, in my opinion. Seems like it is all Daryl Henderson in the backfield. And we've not seen a 100-yard game out of the pass catcher for Rams for quite a while. So I think we're going to see uh, a big game from one of the two wide receivers. I think it's going to be um, Woods over Cup, in my opinion. I think uh, Woods is a bigger big play player where maybe Cup gets a little more of the targets. But I do think one of the two wide receivers is going to have a big game this weekend against the Dolphins. I have the Rams over the Dolphins uh, uh, ruining Tua's debut for the Dolphins. Give me the Rams on Sunday afternoon. Next up, the Chargers and the Denver Broncos. Battle of two young quarterbacks, Justin Herbert and Drew Locke. We've seen what kind of player Herbert is. He's looked fantastic as a rookie this year, ever since he's gotten the starting role from Tyrod Taylor. Um, I think that the Broncos defense can have him a little bit. I think he can kind of be confused a little bit um, with, with the Broncos defense if they do come, kind of come at him early and often. So it'll be interesting on what Denver does in terms of kind of uh, putting pressure on the quarterback. I think this is game five. We're starting, Usually game five is when we start to see teams kind of get more and more uh, film on the quarterback and maybe can kind of uh, make plays to stop him. I think that's what Denver's going to try to do on Sunday. As for Drew Locke, he just is not reading defenses very, very good right now. As a Bronx fan, it's kind of frustrating watching him out there. But I think he is um, going to have a decent game against this Chargers defense. They, they do a lot of cover three. They, uh, they don't do a whole lot of blitzing. They kind of rely on their front, uh, front four to kind of get out of the quarterback. So I do think there are options for Drew Locke to have a decent game. I do think that the breakout game for uh, Jerry Judy is coming. Maybe it's this weekend. Maybe if they start peppering uh, 
targets to Jerry Judy, get him the ball in space a little more often. Don't use a, a lot of deep balls. Maybe get him the ball over the middle. Let him use his legs. I hope that it's, uh, I think we are going to see that breakout game for Judy, and I think it might come this week. I do like uh, have quite a bit of interest in Judy and GPPs, and I think we can also look at both tight ends. Uh, we've seen Albert. Albert owes what I'll call him for the Broncos. He uh, uh, has a great chemistry with Locke, dude, uh, with, with both those players um, playing together in college. And I think we're also going to see more out of Noah Fant as he gets healthier and healthier coming off that injury uh, that he had. I have the Broncos beating the Chargers on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Next up, the New Orleans Saints and the Chicago Bears. I don't know if I'm going to have a whole lot of interest in this game as well. It sounds like Alshon, I mean, uh, not, not Alshon, it sounds like Allen Robinson is uh, still in the concussion protocol. So if he can't go, I don't know how much exposure I'm going to have of anybody in the offense. Um, if he does play, I'm, I'm obviously going to have uh, exposure to Allen Robinson because I think he is matchup proof. He is one of the better wide receivers in football. doesn't matter who's throwing the ball. He is going to get the job done. I do like Allen Robinson in this matchup if he can go. But if, if, if he can't go, I'm likely gonna, not going to have any part, part of the Chicago Bears offense or defense. And I don't know how much I'm going to have of the New Orleans Saints as well. I just don't like what I see out of the offense in New Orleans with no Michael Thomas. If Michael Thomas can go this week, I want to see before I play anybody there. Obviously, Alvin Kamara has been playing all formats. So if I am going to play anybody, it's going to be Alvin Kamara. But I'm likely going to go underweight on him just because of the other options I like in this game. And, and, and this weekend, I'm sorry. I have... Very little interest in New Orleans and Chicago, but I do have the New Orleans Saints getting the job done on Sunday afternoon over the Bears. Next up, we have the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. Russ continues to cook. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, they're all in play. Um, obviously, uh, each and every week, I do prefer Tyler Lockett to DK Metcalf right now. I'm going to update my rankings and make sure nothing changes, but I do like Lockett over Metcalf as we sit right now. As for the size, uh, San Francisco side of things, George Kittle, obviously in play any given week. He's one of the better, if not the best, tight end in football. I think he's getting closer and closer to passing um, uh, Travis Kelsey, in my opinion, as the best tight end in football. As In terms of overall tight end, with his blocking ability, George Kittle is by far uh, the best tight end in football, but in, in fantasy purposes, I, can, I think Kittle is getting closer and closer to passing Kelsey in terms of being the top tight end in all of fantasy football. Um, so he's obviously in play. Um, we can look at the the ground game uh, sound, with no Mostert, with Jeff Wilson out of the game. <clears throat> Uh, I don't know how much they're going to they're gonna rely on Jarek McKinnon. Looked like he was going to be his game last week. It was Jeff Wilson last week. Uh, so is it going to be is it going to be Jarek McKinnon? Is it going to be Hasty out of the backfield? We just do not know that right now. I think I prefer Hasty over McKinnon, but I think both players can uh, go off. And I think San Francisco is going to use the hot hand like we've seen in year, in weeks past. So I'm likely not going to have too much exposure to the ground game. But I do think one of these two running backs has the potential to have a very fine game against a very bad Seattle defense, which is kind of weird to. Say. In years past, we've seen the Seattle defense have very good defense, but this year they are not the defense that we've seen in years past. I have Seattle bouncing back and getting the victory on Sunday afternoon. The Sunday night matchup is (coughs) the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. Boy, the Cowboys are a mess. They continue to be a mess. The Eagles uh, got a win last week there. The, the, lead the division right now. I think, they get, I, I think they get the job done on Sunday evening as well. Don't know if Miles Sanders is going to play in this game. If he can't go, obviously that, that makes Boston Scott a fine play against his very bad uh, Dallas Cowboys defense. Jalen Rager sounds like he is going to be back from his injury, uh, so I do like him quite a bit this weekend to kind of see what he is involved as well. Travis Fulgham, 
We've seen him have a great connection with uh, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz obviously in play against this very bad Dallas defense. We know to play all your Cowboys um, with Dak Prescott, but now, now there's no, no longer Dak Prescott. It's kind of hard to play the Cowboys, but we still do know to play your opposing team. So definitely play all your Eagles and all of them at, with with a, a strength against a very bad Dallas defense. As for the Cowboys side of things, I think we can still play Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott. Those are the two players that I, can, that I think we can continue to trust on a weekly basis. It's not as easy to trust both those players uh, with the, the lack of quarterbacking happening in Dallas right now. But I think both players are obviously still in play. I do think we are going to see a monster Ezekiel game eventually, sooner or later. It might come this weekend against a division rival, uh, Philadelphia Eagles. But you also have to wonder, did this Dallas team quit on their coach as well? So I'm a little worried about that there. I have the Eagles over the Cowboys on Sunday evening. And closing out week eight, we'll talk about this game much more on Monday's podcast. But it's the Buccaneers and the Giants. On paper, this game looks like all Buccaneers, but I think there can be uh, players to be had uh, on the Giants side of things. I do think Evan Ingram is still in play, even though he's not, not looked that great. Uh, Darius Slayton is obviously in play. Um, Sterling Shepard is, is in play. <clears throat> And as for the uh, Tampa Bay side of things, no Chris Godwin, which means we're going to likely get Scotty Miller. I do like him quite a bit. I like Mike Evans quite a bit uh, as well. No Chris Godwin means Mike Evans is going to eat in this game. So I do like him uh, uh, quite a bit against a very, a very bad Giants secondary. I have the Buccaneers over the Giants on Sunday. Oh, I'm sorry, on Monday. That'll do it for week eight. I kind of rambled on a little bit. Hopefully you guys stuck with me. Hopefully I got you guys the winners in this game. In this weekend, hopefully we can take down some cash in DFS purposes. Hopefully we can get the W's in season-long leagues. And if you have not done so already, please give us a follow. We are at FansportsGenius on Twitter, and we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore on Instagram. And as always, we are www.FantasyFootballGenius.com, where winning isn't everything. It's the, it's the genius thing. Our mastermind chat is available in our weekly, monthly, and full-season packages. Uh, one-on-one access with yours truly, via, yours truly via text message regarding all things fantasy football. Join now and get that extra help to put your team over the top in 2020. But this week and this week only, just like we did about a month ago, we are offering that free to all of our followers. That's right. If you have a question on fantasy, let me know on, on Instagram. I'm more than happy to get back to you um, within 24 hours and most likely within an hour, hour or two. And always available up until kickoff for our mastermind chat, folks. That's going to happen this week for everybody. So if you have a question, if you... If, if you want to try out, see what Mastermind Chat's all about, definitely take advantage of it this week. It's free to everybody. Week 8 is free. Happy Halloween. Be safe out there. Wash your hands. Have fun. Good, good luck. Get those Ws, and we'll talk to you next week. Have a great day.